0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.
1: Good morning and welcome to episode number 58 of Go to Grandma. I'm your host, Kathy Buckworth, and I hope you find this morning's show a rewarding experience. You might not know this, but not only do I research the guests, book the guests, write the show, record the show and promote the show, but I also get to name each episode for the podcast version. Sometimes it's tough, but this week the word rewarding popped out at me. You'll see why. And of course, none of this happens without the amazing folks at Zoomer Radio, especially my producer, Kelly Robotham. Thanks, Kelly. When Julie Cole found out her oldest son, Mac, was diagnosed with autism, she knew that she was going to have to rely on the support of her family, especially since she went on to have five more children. She sprung into action while at the same time launching one of Canada's most successful small businesses, Mabel's Labels. She relied heavily on her mom to help manage Mac and the rest of the kids. She'll tell us how a grandparent can offer support in so many ways, from the emotional to the physical and some others you might not have thought of as well, and why it can be all such a rewarding experience for everyone. So happy to have Julie back on the show to share this very personal story with us. Can you imagine feeding six kids every night for dinner like Julie had to? She must have wanted to buy her own cows. Well, we won't go that far with this next segment, but editor-in-chief of Harrowsmith Magazine, Jen Reynolds, is back on the show to tell us why taking your grandkids out to a farm is so important. What is farm-to-table? Do the kids know or need to know about the animal life cycle? How do things grow? She'll move us with her crop of knowledge and harvest your inner farmer. Get out of your siloed thinking and don't be chicken, gosh, Barnett. There, I just rewarded you with a bunch of puns. You're welcome. Our Take 5 with RBC interview is a rewarding one for everyone today as we learn how the Avion Rewards program is now even better than ever. So pleased to be bringing you this special announcement via my show. It's personal for me as I worked as a senior manager loyalty programs for Royal Bank back in the late 1990s when we actually launched the Avion Visa. I love a rewarding full circle experience, don't you? I also love coffee. Go reward yourself with your drink of choice as you listen to this half hour of fun and facts on Go to Grandma. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and Julie Cole is up first. Julie Cole is a recovered lawyer, mom of six, and co-founder of Mavel's Labels. She has helped her company bring their product to a worldwide market, gain media recognition, and win countless entrepreneur awards. Julie is a passionate entrepreneur, published author, regular television contributor, keynote speaker, and engaged community member and volunteer. Good morning, Julie Cole. Thanks for coming back on the show today to share a pretty personal story with us, and I appreciate that.
2: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. So, Julie, tell us about Mac, your oldest child. Right. Okay. So, well, when Mac was three months old, he got diagnosed with autism, and right at that point, we just really hugely committed to, you know, getting the early intervention. I started. I basically set up a little homeschool for my basement. I had therapists coming and going. We just really wanted to provide all the early intervention that we could. And now I'm quite happy to report that he's <laughs> 22 years old. <laughs> I know, and he. He is just finishing his last semester at university, and then he'll have his degree. And he's he's done extremely well. He's got his black belt in Taekwondo. He's got his driver's license. He's got a house with his friends. He, he's been to Africa to do aid work. So he's really done a tremendous job, but it's been a lot of work for him and a lot of work for me and everyone in our family.
1: And that's sort of what we wanted to talk about today from Mac at three years old now to this successful 22 year old. There was, I mean, you had five other kids after that. Let's not let's True. not ignore that. <laughs> and you, yeah, you launched, you know, that tiny company, Mabel's Labels. You had a lot <laughs> going on. So Julie, you were balancing so much. So what role did your mom, Mac's grandma, and maybe his other grandparents play in supporting you?
2: Right. The grandparents, Supporting this whole journey has been so monumental, and I will say that, you know, at first, if you have a child who then has a child who has a disability, it can actually be very emotionally tough mm. on grandparents because not only are you worried about your little grandchild and their development, but you're also very worried about your own child having a very different and difficult Parenting experience to what you had, so I think first of all, grandparents have to take a hot minute to kind of digest um, the information as well and have their little bit of their little bit of mourning as well, right? Mm-hmm. But look from the perspective of you know, being the child, I look at my parents and my in-laws and the things that they did, and I advised them what they could do to help. They were very open. I was in the fortunate position that my mother was a retired special ed teacher. Wow, that's great. I know, like my mom was already kind of versed. My mom already knew the education system, and my mom already had a love for kids with disabilities. That's why she went into that kind of teaching role. But the thing that I will say that I really appreciated was when the grandparent's learned. So they read books about autism. Mm -hmm. They joined a support group. They went off and did training in the behavior therapy program that we were doing. They were always aware of what was on his program. So what were the goals? What were we focusing on? So that when they were with him, they could focus on those goals. And then If something went to the maintenance, so he would already mastered a skill, they would know that every couple of months to try and bring that up again to see if he still had that. I even had my mother attend school meetings with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just very much a part of the team. It was a family experience. And I will tell you, though, initially my father-in-law had a bit of a a difficult time with it. He actually felt that we were making too much of a big deal over it. And Mm -hmm. I know this is something that... Um, parents worry that the grandparents are going to do, say, oh, you fuss too much.
1: Right, and, right.
2: And I definitely got that. You know, he would say, oh, you're why are you interrupting Mac? He's playing so nicely. And I'm like, he's not playing. He's playing inappropriately with a toy and he's stimming. This right. is, to me, a waste of time. So I was kind of battling with him on that. Um, you know, he thought I was a fucking first-time mom. But I'll tell you this. Once Mac started his therapy, Adrian, my father-in-law, went off, a day uh, to learn about the therapy. And, um, you know, I really appreciated that he did that because, remember, he was coming from a place of thinking I was fussing too much Mm -hmm. and that he'd be all right. Well, he came back from the day, and I said, now, Adrian, does it make you feel like you understand Mac more? And he said, no, Julie, but it sure makes me feel like I understand you more, and now I'm going to start financially contributing to all of the therapy bills. Isn't that interesting? So
1: he had to come to a place where you were, not necessarily where where Mac was, right? Exactly. And, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, grandparents having to come to that sort of emotional level themselves. They can offer emotional support if they're in the same place, right? Right. Yeah, that's super important.
2: Yeah. And for me, that was just so, like, that was probably one of the most meaningful things somebody's ever said to me because I felt so seen then and I wasn't being... Like, you know, I had felt like I was being a little bit mocked for taking care of my child. Right.
1: You talked a bit about he financially said he would help you. That is a real important form of support if the grandparents can help out, isn't it?
2: It's huge because, you know, the, the thing is, like for, for us, when we were doing that, you know, he was three. He already had two younger siblings. We ended up having more siblings. I left my career to be able to you know, provide the support and have the flexibility. So, you know, there's going to be financial strain. You think raising neurotypical kids is expensive. Raising a child with special needs or with a disability is extremely expensive. So, you know, grandparents, if you can pitch in with some speech therapy, with some physio, the therapy, the waiting lists for public health are so so mm-hmm. long and it was just something I could not let my kid be running on a on a waiting list and be missing out on that crucial early intervention time. So, you know, I think when grandparents, you know, they want to when they they pass, they plan on leaving something for their children. Your children don't need it then. They need it now right. when they need to provide support and help for their child with a disability and now is the best time to be investing in that child because guess what if you get the help for them now then your children are not going to be having that child in their home your grandchild in their home for the rest of their lives they're going to get to experience emptiness syndrome and their ta- your grandchild <laughs> is then going to be a taxpayer and have a Yay. job and have meaningful relationships yeah. so think about doing the investment early rather than later when your kids are 60 and and are financially fine anyway I think that. That's a great
1: tip because as you mentioned not only are you incurring potentially extra costs for the therapy you know extra sort of services like that but also I do know not just yourself but other parents who have given up one career in their family so that they can be there for that right. child so the double whammy sort of right of the lack of income but also the expenses well I hope that grandparents listening to this will take this to heart and really educate themselves as you say first of all educate yourselves about what's going on and looking at emotional support and financial support and if we want to see what else you're doing in your life Julie Cole we can go to Instagram at Julie Cole Inc. or Mabel's Labels yeah. or Twitter at Julie Cole. And you were always supplying some great advice for us about six kids, about starting a business, <laughs> about, oh, just about everything. So thanks for coming on the show and sharing the you story. Bet.
2: And I want to just say before I part is that just as grandparents, please just always try to find really positive things to say about your grandchild to your child because we all love to hear about our kids and how wonderful they are. And when you have a child who's neurodiverse, we are no exception.
1: That's terrific advice and a great way to end this interview. Thanks again, Julie. Take care.
2: Thank you, Kathy.
1: Jen Reynolds is a leader in sustainability solutions and is the editor-in-chief of Harrowsmith Magazine and the Harrismith Almanac. Harrismith Magazine's Almanac is your four-season guide for ways to live sustainably at home what to do in your garden, amazing nature facts, and of course, the 12-month weather forecast and the most important night sky events. You can pick up a copy now on Newsstands. Good morning, Jen Reynolds. Thanks for coming back on the show today. It's so fun to have you in studio. Thank you for having me, Kathy. So we're going to, I keep thinking of this old song, going to get you back on the farm. But anyway, that's what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to talk about why you need to visit a farm with your grandkids and what what can you do, what's going on, how, what, where, when. You're going to give it to us straight. That's right.
3: Definitely getting to a farm is such an important thing for kids and for grandparents, too, because you can connect. You can learn new things together. And when you're learning new things together, you're bonding and that bond just carries on forever. It can start a narrative that you can continue throughout your entire relationship, no matter what age the kids are. Farming is so important because it teaches kids where their food comes Mm -hmm. from, like the plants and the animals. And, you know, they really benefit when they know, you know, what about this amazing process of bringing food from the farm to their table. It really is incredible. I mean, farming teaches kids about animals, about responsibility, the life cycle, problem solving, and you know, all that hard work that pays
1: off that farmers are doing on the farm. I agree. It's often, I mean, our kids just, they see it from the grocery store. Maybe they do (laughs) not even go to the grocery store. It just turns up in their cupboard. Like, where did it come from? So important to understand that life cycle.
3: It is. And I mean, you know, just knowing that the animals need food, and even if the animals are our food, just understanding all of those things and teaching them, you know, about, you know, life and death and when you lose you know some of the sadness that you see on the farm and then there's a lot of new life it's you know constantly changing it is amazing and and it, I mean problem solving on a farm is incredible because animals they have a mind of their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're always doing different things and uh, you know you have to be able to adapt to what they're doing. It's always changing, figuring out how to do the chores and what if something breaks and pulling weeds and fixing and and those sort of things. It
1: really is incredible when when kids can see
3: how all of those things work. And you also
1: touch upon talking about the importance of the awareness of the environment especially when kids, grandkids maybe older ones who are mm-hmm. hearing a lot about climate change and saying, well, what does that look like? Look like right. So if they go to a farm, they can see some of that in action in terms of the weather, et cetera.
3: Exactly. And if they're, especially if you're going to a farm at a regular time every year, say you're going to the same farm you visit it every July, you can look for patterns and trends. You can say, "Oh wow, it was um, much wetter when we were here last time," or the sunflowers were higher, or the sunflowers are lower, or there's less corn on the cobs. Those things. And as you notice patterns over time, that's when you can really absorb how the um, environment is changing and how our climate is changing around us too. So it starts a narrative and just when kids know, you know, just seeing when, you know, oh, this is the time when corn is harvesting. So they know when they see it, mm-hmm. you know, in the store, all of those things like just it is so important to to make that time to visit the farm and, and understand how, how everything works.
1: And so I, I'll say, okay, I'm going to take my grandkids to a farm, farms.com. Like, where do I go to find a farm to visit?
3: Well, look in your area. I mean, you can always Google farm visits um, as we're coming up to fall hay rides are really important a lot of farmers will open up their farm um, they've finished a harvest um, they'll do things like hay rides there's even like summer camps mm-hmm. and field days and school tours all of those kind of experiences are there um, farmers want us to know what their life is like and they want us to be connected so many many farms um, are opening themselves up or um, you can do what we did this summer is we made really good friends with farmers. And Mm -hmm. so we said, hey, when you're going on vacation, because guess what, farmers need vacations too. Right? When you're going on vacation, we will farm sit your farm. And so uh, my city family, (laughs) my little city family, hauled ourselves out to a farm for a few days and we had so much fun. Totally appreciated how it works on the farm. Fell in love with a lot of the animals. I've since changed what I'm eating and not Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'll get along well with my vegan grandkids then. A farm sitting, what a cool term. Like, I yeah. love this idea. So what types of things were you doing? Like, what did you have to do?
3: They raise animals um, for food on the farm, and so we were checking um, We were checking out all of the animals. Um, my friend Claire, who is the farmer, she said sometimes the cows hop over the fence, so I was constantly counting the cows oh, to make my- sure that they were all there. So it was lots of fun, and, <laughs> and feeding the pigs, and chasing around the chickens, and uh, the big dogs, and collecting eggs, uh, farm fresh eggs. It was so much fun. It was amazing to see everything that was happening. We had to, you know, fix a little leak in the hose and and all all of the things that happen every day on the farm. And we were exhausted when we came back from a few days. So I can't even imagine the
1: the life of of being a farmer. (laughs) Well, farm sitting sounds like the ultimate farm experience. But if we're starting small and we have little grandkids, what would you expect to see and do with them on a farm?
3: So when you go to the farm, you definitely want to see all of the animals. And it's animals that kids probably wouldn't see other places. Not, not the same animals as you have at a zoo. You see, you know, the chickens and the pigs and all of those things. And you even see, like, even looking out for insects. Because a lot of farms are amazing biodynamic places where they really rely on beneficial insects. Um, so you're going to see more butterflies, more varieties of butterflies, more insects, um, hmm. more all, more flowers, more incredible things so you're going to see things that you don't see regularly in the city and on you know in the forest um, some farms they'll help you uh, they'll let you help with feeding and and doing some of the chores as well too mm-hmm. which is fun mm-hmm. um, you can talk to the farmers ask them all kinds of questions and um, a lot of them will set up crafting stations I mean at the far fall fairs are the time uh, this is the time to, to do it it makes it so much fun a great entry point for anyone to get in um, and there's always the royal winter. Fair. Fair that's coming up right, too so right. at Harrow Smith, we love the Royal Winter Fair Um, And we love all the agricultural fairs that are happening as well,
1: too. It's an expo to see the best of the best that happens
3: on the farm.
1: And, you know, it's important, I think, too, to give the kids maybe toys or books to learn about farming before you go, but also to be prepared for what they're ready for. For instance, I was on a farm trip with a kindergarten class once, and the farmer was like, guess what comes from cows? And all the parents, we all looked at each other "Don't, don't say it. And she said, milkshakes, you know, so it was like, (laughs) know your audiences, is is what I'm saying. So as much information, you don't want to scare your kids. about certain things that happen to animals, but you also want to educate them. I agree with that 100%. So you you want to make sure you strike that fine balance before you get to the farm, perhaps. Exactly. And you're
3: creating memories, too. So this means that, you know, you go to the farm with your grandkids, with your kids, and every time that they're on a farm or they see a pig, they're going to think of you. You're creating this amazing legacy that you can share and grow together, too, and have these conversations for so, so many years, too. And, you know, they'll always remember when they see, you know... what's happening on the farm or when they taste that delicious cup of corn, they'll think of you in, in a
1: most amazing way. Did you so. just say when they see a pig, they're going to think of me? Did you say that to me, Jen Reynolds? <laughs> <laughs> I think you did, but I'm going to let it go. I think it's for a good reason. <laughs> um, I mentioned the Smith Almanac is out now. It's a fantastic digest. Of course, Smith Magazine is always on your newsstands as well. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing some of your farm experiences with me. I did not know about your farm sitting, so I learn something every day. Thanks for coming in, Jen. Thanks, Kathy. Naranjan Vivekanandan is currently Senior Vice President, Loyalty and Merchant Solutions within Personal and Commercial Banking at RBC Royal Bank. In this role, he leads Canada's largest proprietary loyalty program focused on rewarding consumer and business clients' engagement and loyalty through offers, experiential rewards, and linked loyalty partnerships enabled through digital currency. Good morning, Naranjan. Thanks for coming on the show.
0: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: You've just transformed your RBC Rewards loyalty program to become Avion Rewards. What's new about Avion Rewards and what changes can members expect to see?
0: Absolutely. Thanks for the question. I'm really excited to share that we're taking what we've built over the last couple of decades with our leading RBC Rewards loyalty program and we're bringing it to the next level with the launch of Avion Rewards. This next-generation program really takes everything that we've come to learn that millions of Canadians have grown to love about our loyalty program, and it reimagines it to an end-to-end best-deal shopping and commerce experience. So effectively, by integrating cashback and offers and points and other payments capabilities seamlessly into the everyday shopping path of Canadians, we're delivering relevant value to members that no other program provides at every point in their everyday commerce journey while also connecting merchants to millions of Canadians directly. So we're really particularly excited about Avion Rewards' Shop Plus browser extension, which is a shopping companion that alerts you to the best deals that come right to you as you normally shop online. It really seamlessly integrates the ability to get price offers, alerts, coupons for the products and brands that you're searching for to ensure that you get the best deals possible every time. And there are going to be many more features to come in the months ahead. We've also added to our growing list of payments capabilities through a new feature called Payback with Points, where eligible members can use their Avion points to pay back purchases on their credit card. This is in addition to the many other ways our members can redeem points, including our industry-leading travel redemption program, gift cards, merchandise, paying bills, or e-transfers. We know they will want flexibility and choice when it comes to redeeming their points, so we're delivering it. We're also expanding our network of retail partners from hundreds to close to 2,000, bringing members exclusive cashback deals, discounts, and offers on top of the always-on offers they receive from our exclusive loyalty partners, including Petro Canada, Rexall, and DoorDash, to name a few. And we've built all of this within a new membership structure that provides value and experiences to consumers ranging from attainable to aspirational. And this is all just on day one, and there's a lot more to come.
1: With so many loyalty programs available to Canadians today, can you tell us how Avion Rewards is differentiated?
0: Absolutely. We've grown RBC Rewards into Canada's leading proprietary rewards program, meaning that it's owned exclusively by RBC and we have the ability to provide unmatched and consistent value to our members. So while we're making exciting enhancements, the things that Canadians love most about our program will not be changing. Your points won't expire and the value of your points won't change. So while other loyalty programs offer similar features or individual components like cashback or points, none of them offer the collective breadth of benefits and features in one singular program like Avion Rewards does. We provide incredible value to our members that you can't find anywhere else all in one place.
1: So you mentioned there is more to come. Can you give us any insights into what's next for Avion Rewards?
0: Yes, absolutely. Members can expect more news in the coming months as we continue to enhance and expand our program with new capabilities and new rewards underpinned by new merchant partnerships that will bring even more value to consumers than ever before. Avion Rewards really will continue to expand and become available to even more RBC clients regardless of which product they have with us. Over a year ago, we made it possible for our banking clients to earn points using their debit card through the launch of RBC Vantage, our everyday banking offering. And we'll continue to build on the various ways clients can earn through our program. And we're going to create more opportunities like this, not only for our clients, but for all Canadians, regardless of where they bank. We're really excited for our members to experience Avion Rewards and all the benefits and value the program has to offer.
1: Well, I am very excited about this too, Naranjan. And I know for our listeners, if they want more information, they can go to avionrewards.com. Thank you so much for giving all of this information. Truly appreciate your
0: time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but Robert Louis Stevenson. And I think this quote applies not only to farming crops, but also to raising children and then seeing them raise their children. Any parent of teenagers knows that there are some days that we wouldn't want to judge our harvest, but know that the seeds are firmly planted for the future. Well, that got deep fast, didn't it? I'd like to thank Julie for going deep today to help us to understand our role as grandparents in supporting our kids and their kids as they grow and flourish in their own ways. And while as a child I used to walk around farms holding my precious nose, I think I need to get my grandkids out to the country more often. So thanks to Jen for leading us through that field. Field. Last pun, I swear. If you're an Avion cardholder already, congratulations, and if you're not, well, you know what you need to do. What a rewarding program. Next week, we are leaving the ground and taking off for the skies. If you have a flight coming up, you're not going to want to miss this. Travel writer Natalie Preddy tells us how to score the best seats on a flight, and with all of the talk of lost checked luggage, professional organizer Claire Kumar takes us through the perfect way to pack a carry-on suitcase what to pack, and how to get it to fit before you sit in that prime seat. And I'll be sharing some information with you on how to sign on for some exciting virtual advice events that my title sponsor, RBC, will be holding. Thanks for coming by today. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes of Go To Grandma so far, why not? I hope you find the time each week to join our growing community. I'm Kathy Buckworth. Enjoy your grand journey.
0: Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Buckworth, or email her, kathy at kathybuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.